The story I knew, the only story anyone knew, was incomplete. A major actor in the drama was missing, an American woman named Alice Elizabeth Cober. Working quietly and meticulously from her home in Brooklyn, Cober was, by the mid-twentieth century, the world's leading expert on Linear B. Though largely forgotten today, she came within a hair's breadth of deciphering the script before her own untimely death in 1950. Alice Cober's story is presented here in full for the first time. As her published papers and private correspondence make plain, it was she who built the foundation on which Ventress's successful decipherment stood. And it is clear that without her work, Linear B would never have been deciphered when it was, if at all. In recent years, Cober's role in the decipherment has been likened to that of Rosalind Franklin, the English scientist now considered the unsung heroine of one of the most signal intellectual feats of the modern age, the mapping of the molecular structure of DNA by Francis Crick and James Watson. What makes Cober's achievement especially striking is that she did her groundbreaking work entirely by hand, sitting night after night at her dining table with little more than paper and ink, without the aid of IBM machines, as she dismissively called them, Yet for several reasons, not least among them that history is nearly always written by the victors, her contribution to the unraveling of Linear B has remained almost completely absent from the historical record. Until now, only two slender histories of the decipherment have been published, the decipherment of Linear B by John Chadwick in 1958, and the man who deciphered Linear B, the story of Michael Ventress by Andrew Robinson in 2002. Both of these lovely books are known primarily in Britain, and both, Chadwick's especially, devote comparatively little space to Cober. They could hardly have done otherwise. Cober's private writings, including her decade-long correspondence with other Linear B scholars, as well as her own painstaking analysis of the script, thousands of pages of documents and all, became available only recently. As a result, thanks to the newly opened archive of her papers at the University of Texas, this book can offer the first complete account of the decipherment. It is not meant to supplant either Chadwick's book or Robinson's, to both of which I am deeply indebted. Rather, it is meant to complement them, fleshing out the little-known American contribution to this captivating international puzzle. I don't like the idea of getting paid, for scholarly writing, Cober said in 1948. If I wanted to make money writing, I'd write detective stories. That, as it turns out, is precisely what she was writing. Read today, her work is a forensic playbook for archaeological decipherment. The Riddle of the Labyrinth, which centers on the cryptanalytic process involved in unraveling an unknown script, is a paleographic procedural following the work of Cober and others step by step as they solve a riddle that had defied solution for more than half a century. This book is also an amplification, even a refutation, of the few brief biographical sketches of Cober that have appeared in published accounts of the decipherment over the years. Because the writers had none of her personal correspondence on which to draw, they were obliged to conjure Cober whole from her few rigorous published articles. As a result, these sketches inevitably leave the reader with the impression of a stern, humorless woman 
who had little passion for anything outside the serious enterprise of deciphering Linear B. In the words of Ventress, written after the decipherment, her approach was prim but necessary. Andrew Robinson has written in Lost Languages, The Enigma of the World's Undeciphered Scripts, published in 2002. To go further would require a mind like his, that combined her perseverance, logic, and method with a willingness to take intellectual risks. Kober was indeed cautious and methodical, but she was also, as her hundreds of letters amply attest, funny, self-deprecating, charming, and intensely concerned about practically everything. She moved through her short life with a quiet, burning ardor, for teaching, for learning, for the just treatment of her fellow human beings, that belied her prim exterior and seemed born of what she evocatively called a feeling for the fitness of